Hello and welcome to The Close Screening. I'm Zach. And I'm Nicholas. And on today's very special episode, we'll be talking about Space Jam, A New Legacy, the film of the year. Yeah, film of the year for sure. Maybe film of the century? Ugh. Anyway. The millennial? This film should not get any hyperbole whatsoever. So, before we get into it, Let's do a little appetizer. Okay. What you watching in the last week? Um, basically next to nothing. Besides this film, I am slowly uh, dredging through Gone with the Wind. I am, I would say, three-fourths of the way through the entire film. So we're, we're approaching the end. The end is in sight. And it's still very, has, very good. Has the child perished? Uh, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. The child hasn't perished. Uh, there was... There was... I did get finally uncomfortable, though. Well... I was kind of comfortable before, but at one point, Scarlett O'Hara's father referred to their, basically their servant, or their slaves, but their servants, you know, their African-American servants as darkies. Be careful. The darkies get a certain way if you press them too hard. And I said, ooh, yikes. So then you're going to go back and watch the, <laughs> yeah, the historical, the historical analysis to begin yeah. with. But yeah, the, other than that, um, the season finale of Loki, um, that's, no, that's it. Haven't watched anything else. NBA Finals. So NBA Finals. I, I I turned on the game last night when there was 20 seconds left. That's all, <laughs> that's all you need to watch. <laughs> that's all you need to watch. Was that when is that Giannis's dunk, or was that I did, saw, did that I dunk saw, precede that I saw 20 the seconds? Steal. Yeah. And then is that the same play of the dunk? Yep. Saw that. Well, that's that was the best part. That's all you need to watch. They're always coming to the wire. I don't need to watch two and a half hours of a one possession game. Just gotta watch the highlights. That's fair. I've, this, these finals just make me mad because I know it should be us, and then we should be beating the Suns, and we should have a championship. But anyway, I don't want to go there. What have you been watching, Mister Zach? I've watched quite a few films. I watched The Notebook for the first time. Do you enjoy it? That's okay. Mm. I don't get the uh, okay. So who remind me? It's who stars in The Notebook? Ryan Gosling and Rachel McAdams. That's right. For some reason, and this makes no sense whatsoever, I always want to confuse The Notebook with Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> so in my head, I'm always like, wait, is Heath Ledger in The Notebook? Mm. <laughs> I haven't seen Brokeback Mountain. But yeah, maybe haven't either. Similar. Maybe, I don't know. Mm. It's a love story. It is a love story. Anyway, go on. It was okay. Yeah. Basic. Ever watch it again? No. Would you recommend it? No. All right, there you go. <laughs> um, Here's your review of The Notebook, ladies and gentlemen. Um, is it I worthy of like... Nope. Being like a historical, like whatever, like your your little poster that I'm looking at right now. Sorry for you audio listeners out there, but I'm looking at a, what is that? Is it the 100? It's it's just a 100 bucket list film. Bucket list films. No. Is it considered a bucket list film? No. There you go. Then I watched This Is Spinal Tap, another film on that list. Mm, and we've talked about this previously. Hilarious. N- I never heard of it. Never heard of it. Yeah, I can't and say I- that I've heard of it. But I love Rob Reiner, When Harry Met Sally, Stand By Me. There you go. Great film. If you had to briefly summarize this film, or <laughs> if you had to get someone interested in this film, what's your elevator pitch? It's a mockumentary about a fictional 80s rock band trying to grasp onto relevancy one final time. That sounds interesting. Is it actually funny? 
Yes. There you go. And there's Mom- a whole moments where we're laughing out loud. Mm-hmm. There you go. There. Well, so I was watching it at like 2 a.m. <laughs> in in bed, trying not to wake Abigail up. Yeah. So I had to. I had to. I I snickered. There you go. Well, that's enough. If there's audible noises coming from your body, that's funny. If I was in a theater, I would have probably laughed along with much of the other audience. Well, there you go. That that's sounds like it's a wholehearted recommendation from you then. It does. I also watched The French Connection. Never heard of it. Really? Nope. It's on the AFI Top 100 American Films of All Time. Oh. Number 93. Oh, so kind of... Barely made the list. What year did it come out? 71. Gene Heckman and Roy Schneider. Jaws, man. Yeah. Uh, Sheriff Brody. Uh, what's it about? Or why is it considered like Top 100 Film? Is there any reason? I wasn't... 71. Was, I that's, a, that's a pretty specific time. Or like an interesting time, I feel like, for so cinema. I, f- I would need to do some research on the film itself, but mm-hmm. it was very... To me, it was very indicative of the types of films that were going to come out later in the 70s. Because mm. it was about two narcotics agents that yeah. stumble upon a French connection to uh, this giant heroin dealer in from... Leon, I think. There you go. Marseille. That, I was about to say, that's when I think of the 70s, that sounds a bit like that's, yeah. And so, like, later in the 70s, when you get, like, Taxi Driver and right, those, right, like, right, right. super gritty. Okay, cool. Films. So, kind of the precursor or, yeah. so, or sort of the. So, in my opinion, it's probably in the list because of what it, like, represents in that genre. Like, because in the 70s, you get like it's in New York City, and like you watch Taxi Driver, and you're like, this is a horrible place to live. If I'm in New York City, right. this is like cesspools and uh, gross. Uh, and I'll say, I mean, people forget. I mean, New- back in the 70s, New York was. I mean, really. I mean, not just depiction of the film, but that was. That's a, yeah. That's a and bad place. You don't, you don't want to be in New York in the 70s, yeah, truthfully. And the French Connection sort of is like the start of showing New York in like a true light. Because usually it's it's usually romanticized and like yeah, oh yeah, earlier films. Absolutely. Usually show it in like such a positive manner and like exactly. it's the epicenter of the world and you go when you got that many people living in one place, there's definitely gonna be really gross spots and that's where Yeah. Good setting for a film. Cool. All right. And last I tried to watch that that whore next Netflix trilogy. Oh the Fear Street something like I that. Think something like that. Part one. I did, did you make it? Turned it on last night with Abigail. Mm-hmm. The beginning was very optimistic. Mm-hmm. It had Maya Hawk, Uma Thurman, and Ethan Hawke's daughter. It's a pretty good cast. She and she's in Stranger Things, and I was like, okay, I'm getting, I'm getting Stranger Things vibes. Yeah. She is killed by a masked assailant that turns out to be her friend, mm. and he's also killed by the, a police officer. And then apparently he's supposed to be have been possessed by a witch or something. Did you just give away all the the plot? That's in the first 10 minutes of the film. Oh. <laughs> and then it just, from that, it went to just pure, like, high school cliche after cliche. And we got maybe, like, 35 minutes in, and I was like... Not for me. No. Maybe I'll come back and watch it, because I heard the second one was actually not bad. But you got to get through part one to get to part two. Ugh. Well, whenever I see a film, and there's a character that's a cheerleader... Mm-hmm. And she wears her cheerleading uniform to school. I automatically want to turn the film off. 
it's it you know, that's stuff that just doesn't happen. That happened. I I, I think that was outdated even in the in the, the early 50s. the early knots. Maybe in the fifties they wore it to school. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Anyway, we digress. Um, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. There are some recommendations from Zach and. I guess, well, I guess is, I guess bookended by bookended maybe by two not yeah bookends are two horrible films to yeah. not I would no books not horrible yeah just maybe not for you I mean if you like com like not even if you like romance movies. do you think women would enjoy it more I mean not to whoa, be like that whoa, guy no no not to be that guy but whoa. like is there is there you think a certain you know well tailored for a specific audience every like single a, person that has ever told me to watch that film has been a woman oh, yeah there's a cat in here hi cat. Uh, special so guest appearance. Special <laughs> guest appearance from the cat. <laughs> so maybe, maybe watch it. Sure. Oh, <laughs> I wonder if that got picked the up. Cat, yeah, the cat wants. Just, the cat just meowed. Maybe the cat likes the notebook. Definitely wants to give their opinion of Space Jam: A New Legacy. The segue into the the main gist of the podcast. Okay. So, oh, also, sort of what I watched. I did go and watch the original Space Jam. Okay, there we go. Before the film started. Sure. So I, I would know if if it was actually like a sequel. Yeah. Not really a sequel. Yeah, that's what I've heard. It's not really a sequel. They make two references to the fact that the Looney Tunes played basketball <laughs> with another NBA player 25 years ago. <laughs> and then Michael Jordan is supposed to come play yeah. with them at the very end. But it's... There's a twist on that. Michael P. Jordan. <laughs> oh, my God. I like that. That was kind of funny. Anyway, um... I, the only things I have to say about the original Space Jam is, uh, one, it did make a lot of money at the time, and two, even though it did make a lot of money at the time, and I guess in the context of this new film, it is, for some reason, being looked upon in a new, maybe mis- nostalgic light, but from what I understand, the first one isn't all that great either. It's not very good. Yeah, I was about to say, did you think it was like worthy of being even a decent film? Well, I, so it came out in 1996. Sure. Which is before me or you were alive. Yeah. And most of our peers, mm-hmm. even a couple years older, were probably didn't watch it until... Couldn't even walk yet. They were five or six. And I mean, obviously, it's still of the time. So it's very nostalgic. Right. You always see people at parties with the the Toon Squad jersey on. Yeah. I know a, I know a couple people that have one. I, I, I don't really know what it is that people like so much about it. Maybe because it was a semi-animated film right that was about basketball so it was like the best of both worlds yeah and i mean and not to take anything away from lebron and make this like a sports podcast as much as i would like that but uh i mean michael jordan was he was the man i mean domestically internationally i mean he was the biggest thing since sliced bread so i will say that that film is miles better than the sequel Sure. It actually had a plot. <laughs> More like things d- didn't just happen. Yeah. Like, you know how they had like Clay Thompson and stuff in this new one. Right, right. They had like four stars. Yeah. It was completely random. Like they were just in it to like be like we got NBA players in it. Yeah. In the original one, I don't even I didn't know the basketball players because I'm yeah not of the time. Right. But the the players that were in that. It made sense from We're a story in that perspective. Because the the antagonist, like the, the aliens, stole their power, their NBA ability, uh, basketball ability. So the whole it's like a running gag of them. Sure, sure, sure. Going through like all these different 
ways to get their powers back. Like Charles Barkley's in it and some other guys. Oh, cool. Like they go... Before he was rounder. <laughs> yeah. Back when he was in the game. Oh, Chuck. Like they would go and different doctors, psychologists. They even went to like a psychic to try to get their powers back. And at the very end, they obviously get their powers back. It's kind of cool. Okay. Maybe I do just for a nostalgic thing. I need to see it. Um, but I will... S- Sorry. No, uh, go on. Go on. But uh, with the original one, it... I don't know. I like I like the whole when when he went to like the animated part. Whenever we'd watch things happen in like Toonville, I think it's what it's called. Mm-hmm. It was pretty fun. Bugs Bunny's fun character. Yeah, the Looney Tunes when they were when they were in their natural element, right, was when it was fun. And I th- I think the same is for this film too. I agree. I the only part of the film that I liked was the animated part for the new one. Yeah. Um, I think before we start getting to the nitty gritty of it, um. We can give a very brief rundown, maybe a brief synopsis from you. Um, so, ladies and gentlemen, if you have not already noticed by now, today we're talking about Space Jam, A New Legacy. Uh, came out this past Friday, the 16th. Was that July 16th? July 16th. Yeah. The 18th? Yes. Um, it is an American live action slash animated sports comedy film directed by one Malcolm D. Lee. Um, and as we've alluded to, it is a standalone sequel quasi sequel i would call it more of a reboot reboot to the original space jam that came out in 1996 um fun fact it is the first theatrically released film to feature the looney tunes characters since looney tunes back in action that came out in 2003 yeah that was the sequel to space jam there you go oh so that was a sequel to space jam it was no basketball but i think on the imdb it said like space jam followed by Looney Tunes back in action. Never seen it. Never will see it. Hmm. I've been. I've. I've. I've read some stuff that it is actually better than Space Jam. Okay. Interesting. Um, the film stars uh basketball superstar LeBron James as a fictionalized version of himself. Um, along with all star cast of Don Cheadle, Chris Davis, Sonequa Martin Green, Cedric Joe, and individuals like Jeff Bergman, Eric. Baza and Zendaya as the Looney Tune voice cast. It is, we'll get into it, but set in a shared Warner Bros. virtual space, multiverse. Yeah, it's like <laughs> uh, it's universe. What, what do they call it? The uh, they they call it the something something verse. The something verse. Um, and uh, as of today, ladies and gentlemen. This film has grossed a box office of $54.5 million, which was actually more than I thought it was going to be, um, considering we're still in the COVID times and films are still recovering. Serververse. Serververse. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. The budget was a staggering $150 million, not including marketing. Wow. Uh, runtime 115 minutes. Too long. Way too long. The um, original Space Jam sat at like, may I don't even know if it breached 90 minutes. It m- <laughs> maybe one four like an hour and 40 minutes. Yeah, this film was. You know, I feel like the last couple of films we talked about that have been had a long running time. We said, oh, you know, kind of worth it, or you know, it did feel long. This is a film. Literally, I was watching it last night, and I was like, I watched it, and I, th- I thought I was literally like an hour in. I was like 25 minutes <laughs> I in. Know. I all right, the, the, the one the thing the fir- the first one did yeah very well it, within like 15 minutes they set up 
that Michael Jordan had retired from basketball because yeah. he wanted to fulfill a promise to his dad that he would play professional baseball. Yeah. And then they set that up, and he's already playing baseball within five minutes of sure. screen time of, with him. And then they set up the aliens were coming to abduct the Looney Tunes to bring them back to their, like, space amusement park. Sure. And then in five minutes, and then they challenge them to a basketball game, which it's ludicrous, obviously. (laughs) Right. And then they went and abducted Michael Michael Jordan maybe within 20 minutes. Right. So, I mean, we're we're moving. We're going. We're, like, 35 minutes in, and they're still spewing exposition at LeBron telling him what he needs to do. Yeah. There's a whole lot of recruitment. Well, I guess I should say this. Before we get into the more nitty-gritty, would you like to give a very brief synopsis of this film from start to finish? (sighs) (laughs) I mean, the the plot, well, isn't very, like... Like, you could honestly sum it down in, like, a handful of sentences. LeBron refuses to sponsor a new sort of virtual game is it a game i guess yeah and the ai behind it gets very upset algae algae played by don Cheadle. okay don love you big guy that was the most phoned in performance i've ever seen <laughs> so phoned in so phoned in he gets upset abducts lebron and his son yeah also honestly well and you think they should have cast his real life son bro i would have loved for Bronny to have been in this <laughs> film uh, that's missed opportunity. Uh, we should also say that Dom has an affinity for video, video games. games. He, he's created his own video game. At like and 13. we have the sort of f- the the father who is reluctant to let his yeah. son they find made, his passion. And instead he wants him to pursue ba- uh, basketball. They made LeBron very unlikable. They really did. <laughs> the cat's still wanting to speak. <laughs> the cat says, you're wrong. Ladies and gentlemen, you might pick up cat audio. It's our surprise guest for today. Anyway. So, they're both abducted into the serververse. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> there's the cat. <laughs> this and cat's been cracking up. This cat is a talker. <laughs> and because they're abducted... What's the guy's name? Don Cheadle's name? Uh, Algae. Algae. Algae Rhythm. Algae? Algae. Well, I think it's supposed to be a play on words because it's like AI, like A, it's... Yeah, I know it's a play on like a, AI. Like AI, algae, A1G rhythm, okay. something. Yeah, algae says he's he abducts the sun a second time after he's already abducted <laughs> yeah. him once. Yeah. And then he says... Which sounds confusing. He says, LeBron, you must play me in a game of basketball. Yeah. And if you lose, you must stay here forever. Dun, dun, dun. And then he does fill in stuff and tantalizes the bronze son dom yeah to play on the goon squad against him and then lebron tries to make a team but he's cast into looneyville <laughs> and he can he recruits bugs bunny yep taffy duck but he tries to recruit a bunch of legendary Warner Brothers characters. Yes. Like Superman and Batman and King Kong and the Iron Giant. Yep. But he fails. Basically all the Warner Brothers properties. And then he must play with only the Looney Tunes and they must find it in themselves to overcome the Goon Squad. 
than they do. <laughs> but we can, we can get into the game in a second. Sure. What it, what was your take on the the whole? Have you seen Ready Player One? I have not. There either, this will be hard, but <laughs> yeah. Ready Player One's basically. What's my take on this? Like the the point where Don Cheadle is stealing Dom, or like the, I was saying, the, what's the your AI? Point them just it was almost to me. It felt like a Warner Brothers circle jerk the entire film. Oh, like, oh, just in general, yeah, like, like the properties and everything. Properties. Oh, have. yes. So this film seems to be one massive advertisement for not only the Warner Bros. properties, but like HBO Max as a whole. Um, some cameos I really enjoyed. Obviously, I have an affinity for the DC characters, so like that those scenes, like where the train, the runaway train, was in Metropolis, I thought was really awesome. Um, some of it felt very ham. Well, I would say ninety-five percent was very ham-fisted. Sorry, I'm trying to get the cat out of here. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. We we saw everything from DC Comics properties to Harry Potter to Game Casablanca, of Game of Thrones. And like, okay, I, I appreciated the Casablanca reference where they go recruit. I don't remember which. Uh, shoot. I wasn't, I'm not a big Looney Tunes guy. Yeah, that's the thing. I never I, really I know, watched them. I know Daffy Duck. Right. Lola Bunny. Was Is Lola, was she created for Space Jam? Mm, I don't remember. I don't maybe. know. I don't think so. I don't know. But I know I know Porky Pig. Yeah, Porky Pig. Uh, Bugs Bunny, obviously. Roadrunner. Roadrunner, yeah. Tasmanian Mar- Devil. They did my boy Marvin the Martian dirty in this one. Mm, yeah. In the first one, he's the ref. Yeah. And now he all he does is... I did know that. ...get a ladder collapsed on him twice. <laughs> But yeah, so l- long story short, this it, this film felt like two things. One massive advertisement for Warner Bros. and one massive advertisement for LeBron. Yeah, I his brand was everywhere. Nike was everywhere. Everywhere. I saw this thing on Twitter. Apparently, the Lego movie will sometimes run on YouTube as an ad. Mm-hmm. Like the entirety of the Lego movie as a Lego ad. <laughs> oh, I could, and then someone's like, Space Jam 2 will definitely, I could see this happening where yeah. they just run this as an advertisement because that's what it is. So, and I guess I should say this, as someone, I saw, I hadn't seen the original Space Jam, but since you have, was was the first one like super heavy on like no. Michael Jordan, advertising, All, I don't, whatever, Looney Tunes. They, they had, there's a couple shots of his like Air Jordan shoes. Yeah. I feel like it's a give it. Like but I'm that's not about like, it. I'm like I'm not gonna like fault that. But I mean I know it's a, the 1996 was a different time. But sure. It just it just this studio it seemed like I don't even know. Like, it was just it was kind of just distract. It was just really distracting. I don't. Yeah, and like the action wasn't all that great, and I found myself just while the game was p- being played. Mm-hmm. For those who haven't seen the film, they all basically every Warner Brothers character that you could think of comes to the game to watch yeah. and i just felt like literally everyone like pennywise the clown shows up yeah like and random the was the like dorothy the monkeys from dorothy yeah the mask jim carries the mask jim carries the mask i mean and it's, and it's like it sounds cool it sounds cool but it's like i don't know i feel like the film 
distracting. It just yeah. screams like, and, like I found marketing, just, advertising. Just looking at the background. I wasn't yeah, even paying it takes, attention. You're right. It takes away from like the entire main plot. And I noticed the clockwork orange mm-hmm. like gang. Right. Which is kind of weird because they remove Pepe Le Pew from the film because he's he can be deemed as problematic right. for how he pursues females. Right. But yet they kept in the background, very noticeable in a couple scenes, this gang of people that go and break in a house and rape women. So like mm. I don't that didn't sit well. They with didn't me. Pick, they didn't pick and choose their battles well. <laughs> like you can't say like that's problematic but right. not like this but other film. Interesting. I don't know. It was kind of weird. Yeah. I also um uh here's my here's my thing on on Space Jam. And just cuz just like the original one, I this I, this film does already kind of come in with some baggage in the sense that it was going to be scrutinized because of LeBron James' involvement because it's a quasi-sequel slash reboot to this film that came out 30 years ago for one of the most like financially successful movies that's that starred what many considered the, the goat in basketball. So this film was going to be viewed by kids, young adults, Older people, like anyone who had any sort of affinity for the first film would recognize or maybe want to check out this film. Yeah. And every single, uh, uh, I'm trying to group age group is going to hate this film except for kids. Yeah. Like that's the problem. This film is, I feel like it's, it's meant for kids and kids would really enjoy it. I feel like it's not necessarily I, meant I, for us. I truly think that they might be bored by it. Well, that's the thing. It's like, it's because like, it's, I'm, in, I'm in, it's work to get, to the animation. Yeah. Once we get to see Bugs Buddy in Toonville, whatever it's called. Yeah. Doing his stuff. It's it, it's in, enjoyable for what it is when right. when they're animated. Yeah. But when they're explaining these. Yeah. The technology or like whenever Don Cheadle is explaining his master plan. And right. And like you mentioned, it. I mean, you you feel like you have already sat through an entire film by the time it really starts to get going. I mean, it's expository, it's heavy, it's kind of it's a slog, it's kind of boring. Yeah. Like this film just needed to, it needed to be an all ages film, and I feel yeah. like it didn't necessarily like it wasn't meant for any demographic. Like I don't mm-hmm. know like wh- wh- who their actual target audience is supposed to be. And there's not much basketball in the film. No, there's really not. Shall I talk about basketball? <laughs> LeBron no talks about it a lot. I saw those LeBron highlights to start out. Okay, like we said, with final, when not, uh, not final destination, Mortal Kombat was that the one where we said the intro was what movie did we say was the best? The intro was the, the best. Mortal part. Kombat. The intro was the best part of this film. Oh yeah, yep, absolutely. Yeah. After that, I will say this, and I know I'm kind of jumping around. <laughs> there's there's a lot of bad. One of the things I really did like when we got to the animation sections, I really enjoyed the animation. Like yeah, it was when like we're, when we're in Toonville and we're letting our characters goof off and be loony. Yeah, and I know LeBron's whole arc is like it's all about the fundamentals, and you you can't can't stray away from the fundamentals. Yeah, and then, I mean that's that's basically what Michael Jordan does in the movie. He's always like, we got to play basketball. This is all about real basketball. It's the same exact thing. It and is then the second half. They then the second half the, the thing is, uh, 
I think it's called Mike's Secret Stuff. It's just a water bottle with oh, tape yeah, on yeah. it. And that's how they end up winning. It's always a meme that comes around during the basketball season. Yeah. It's funny. And then this year they just they just let the tunes be loony. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I so yeah, I enjoyed sort of the combination of the live action, um, traditional like hand drawn animation, the CGI, the three D animation. I thought that it all was really, really cool. Um that that was my that was my favorite part of the entire thing was the amount of animation uh and work that was put in this film. And I assume that is why the budget for this film was so extremely high. Um and for me personally, I could see I, I, I don't have any sort of familiarity with every Warner Bros. property, but obviously like when it got to the DC Comics stuff, like I saw the um uh oh shoot, now I'm totally blank on his name. Bruce Tim animation that was used for reference for Metropolis scenes. Uh during the comic book sequence with Wonder Woman and uh Lola Bunny. I could see the animation influences there and the sort of um natural storytelling that is inherent in sort of this visual medium i thought it was really really cool and well done that's all i'll say in terms of what i most enjoyed about the film and zach right now is currently looking for something i I have a it's called reading the rabbit it's a all about the creation of warner brothers animated studios i can't remember the guy's name who created bugs bunny I was trying to find it. Don't know if I'll be able to. But all I know is that he's rolling around in his grave right now, probably. <laughs> Uh-oh. Let's see. While we're waiting, uh, I can find... This book is ginormous. I don't think I'll be able to find it. Creator of Bugs Bunny. Like Tex Avery. Was a big guy for a while. He was. He was working hard on it. All I'm seeing right here is just a very short... Wikipedia entry, Bugs Bunny's animated cartoon character created in the late 1930s by Leon Schleisinger yeah. Productions yeah, and voiced Schleisen. Yeah, I see by Mel Blanc. So there you go. Did you see Big Chungus? I did see Big Chungus. That was really funny. <laughs> and then there was an imposter from Among Us. I did see that too. I mean, again, like... I didn't know that they owned... Warner Brothers owned the game Among Us. I didn't know that Warner Bros. owned half the things that were in this film, honestly. Yeah. yeah it seems it seems like it was like Hey, go watch Harry Potter. No. You remember Game of Thrones? Go that's watch that. The, that's the, okay, that's the thing. I'm glad you said that. Honestly, while I was watching this film, I was like, Oh man, like I really wish I was watching this film instead. Or like yeah. when Rick and Morty showed up, I'm like Oh my that that was horrible. Uh, it was very watered down. It just made me want to go. I was like, that's not Rick and Morty. I want to watch Rick and Morty right now. Rick and Morty. It's on tonight. The episode. Looks like a Jerry-centric episode. <laughs> I saw the full <laughs> open. But like, honestly, I wonder if Justin Roiland was like contractually obligated to do that cameo. Ugh. Yeah. They delivered the Tasmanian devil back to the Looney Tunes. They did. They did. And I, I, like, I knew it wasn't going to happen too, but I was like, when they shut up, I was like, all right, they have to be, like, very crude, or they have to say something, like, very, I don't know, they have to use curse words, and I was like, nope, oh, it's they a, can't. It's PG. They can't do that. But, like, I don't I don't know. I, I would love to, sh- if I have a kid five, ten years, I'd love to show them this film and be like, what do you, th- what do you think of this? Yeah. Right. Well, well, and it's also tough, too, because I guess for, and here's the thing where I'm, once again, like, mentioning, wh- like, who's the audience for this? I guess for little kids, because all they that product placement, yeah, they do understand. they even know how who these 
Like they don't know the Flintstones. Right. Flintstones or the Jetsons. They don't know right. Casablanca. And little like I don't know if little kids are necessarily like what like what age do you start watching Harry Potter or like I don't know like even some of these things or Game of Thrones. They're definitely not watching Game of Thrones. Exactly. I don't know. Bad yeah. bad misguided product placement. The film lacks any sort of humor that I think is necessary for it, it, honestly the film even like it lacks any sort of heart no heart it's it's literally just an advertisement i know everyone's probably you've already probably read a review that says it's a giant advertisement yeah, that's that's all you see everywhere and then we're gonna get ready player two which was another giant advert the first one was an advertisement for 21st century fox mm. there you go yeah yeah Cause I which i guess is one. now going to be an advertisement for disney right I, I I really hope this isn't the the future of <laughs> like animation, animation. where it's yeah. literally just like we're gonna cram a bunch of properties together. I hope not either. Um, I guess le- th- at least in Ready Player One, it made sense because this is a virtual reality where where you can be anybody you want. You want to be someone's obviously gonna be Batman, right? Or someone's gonna get the Back to the Future DeLorean. Yeah, yeah, that does make sense. Um, I guess the only other thing I'll say about this film is. In terms of voice acting performances, I'm not going to fault LeBron James. LeBron James, I feel like did as well as he could. Michael Jordan, he would like was just as bad. Yeah, I, like they're both just they're not they're, they're out of their element. They're, va- they're vanilla. They're just they're fine. They're you know they're putting an effort. Yeah. Or I guess I I can't speak to Michael Jordan, but like you could tell like LeBron's not phoning it in the same way that I'm, Don Cheadle obviously yeah. is. Like I know you, the LeBron he he's been vocal about this project for a while he's been wanting yeah because i saw that he's been wanting to do it for a while because i think uh i think it was a i think this film was officially announced like sometime in 2014 or 15 oh i i it's i think i don't i if not earlier i can only uh speculate but i feel like they probably had a lot of script issues yeah I i think someone dropped out and finally they just put a plot that went all right we're going from a to b to c to d yeah back to a that wouldn't surprise me. So, yeah, I don't. I don't know if I have anything else to say on it. <laughs> me neither. I think we're done here. <laughs> I mean, it's it's soulless, heartless, yeah, cash grab to pull on nostalgia. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and I think you hit the nail on the coffin of who is this film for? Kids aren't going to understand the references. I don't know how many adults are watching this film. I guess probably we watched it. I mean, we did watch it. Yeah. So obviously, there's. And right. I do think that it being free on HBO, if you have a subscription to HBO Max, I think that's yeah. will be selling. But I don't know, especially after the Rotten Tomato scores came out, and it's like yeah, that's it was what sitting at a thirty-eight before. That, yeah, that's why I'm honestly shocked to see that the box office is already above fifty million. I, I really am. I'm pretty sure when I checked yesterday or two, whenever like maybe the first day came out. I guess it must have been yesterday because it's only been out two days. I'm pretty sure it was at like thirteen million or something. So. HBO's had some duds recently. Ugh, man. But um, um, next month's home release is Suicide Squad, which I'll be seeing we in have the theaters. In the reminiscence, reminiscence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was, I was thinking, do I want to go see Suicide Squad in theaters? I feel yeah. like it warrants a. I def. I mean, for me, I will. Because they are hyping it up. They are. I and that's. I'm kind of worried. I should. I don't. I don't think I should be. Because I feel like James Gunn is like in love with this project and what he's done. Is he getting the the Last Jedi treatment? I'm afraid. I'm afraid that DC just can't be saved. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, uh, before we close out here, uh, 
final score for Space Jam New Legacy? 4.2. That's fair. I think I was going to say 4. 4 out of 10. The only re- the only redeeming parts of it were the animated. Agreed. The, the hand-drawn animated part. Would you recommend it to anyone? Anyone you know? If you want a bad movie, yeah. watch it. Yeah. If you, if want, you need two hours to kill. Yeah. If, if you're desperate. Or if you are just like, man, I am in love with like the... Warner Bros. If you really universe. love the Looney Tunes or Looney Tunes, yeah, I mean they're 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 pretty authentic to their. They seem to be, yeah. I'm not really well versed on my I, Looney Tunes. I can't say I am. I either. watched a couple like early things in my animation class. Sure. And I saw Space Jam like two days ago. Right. They're pretty authentic to. There you go. At least that. Should there be big controversy about Lola Bunny? Or is oh, it ever hyped? This doesn't have boobs. Yeah. Who fucking cares? <laughs> I'm. Excuse my profanity. <laughs> if you're mad that a fictional rabbit does not have breasts, yeah, you you need to look at yourself in the mirror <laughs> and ask yourself why am I mad that they remove they 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 unsexualized a rabbit in a children's movie. I'm with you 100. percent And I thought today I could do a good job with Little Bunny. You see, didn't care, but every time I heard her talk, I was like, "That's Zendaya." <laughs> there you go. This movie is meant for those who want to hear the voice of Zendaya and in our head just say, that's Zendaya. Yeah. Um, what do we got coming up? Um, if you made it this far through this <laughs> wild ride. Yeah. This sort of disorganized podcast. I it would was. Say. It, well, this was, it's a disorganized film. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. It's there's a, there's a, a lot of random cuts. Like, when he was explain when Dom was explaining his face tech and they just cut to that random like yes. grayed out like washed out I was, scene I was with, completely taken out of the movie. See that's that's why I was like that you get the basketball players in because it's a you want to call back to like the basketball players that were in the first one, but it's right. so inorganic. Yeah. And they were just horrible. Yeah. That's and then, like I mean, I mentioned this before we started this podcast. I said, Zach. I did not much care for this film. This I don't know what this podcast episode is going to look like, and I, I don't know. I think it might be the worst film I've seen this year. Yeah, I think it is. I, uh, it's it's definitely the worst film that I've seen. Was it worse than Mortal Kombat? Uh, oh, man. You know what? They yes, were both yeah. so bad in their own at ways. Le- at least Mortal Kombat had some interesting fight choreography. You know what, listeners? I will say this for Space Jam New Legacy. I would actually, if you stuck a gun to my head, I had to rewatch Mortal Kombat or Space Jam New Legacy. I think I actually would watch Space Jam New Legacy over Mortal Kombat. You know, <laughs> I really too. did not like Mortal Kombat. Ugh. We've also what else have revealed that was horrible? Um, we've had a pretty remember, good, remember a lot of good ones. Remember when uh, we reviewed uh, the little things and we thought that was bad? Oh my gosh! And it turned out to be one of little, the best. Little things, things is like. That was probably one of the best. Casablanca compared to those, The Godfather compared yeah, where, to these where two. Yeah, where was where was the uh, the little things reference in Space Jam? Yeah, where was little things? We need the creepy Jared Leto. Honestly, you know what? You know what was really stupid about the movie. What? I feel like if they would have explained the situation to Superman when they met the animated Superman, he would have definitely joined their team. Oh, for sure. He wouldn't have kicked him out <laughs> when they went to DC World. <laughs> I did like the DC World. That's just me. Maybe that's that's how they were supposed to win me over. Just I, I did think it, I don't know. It sh- it was it was it was neat it when was they neat. went to these other worlds. That's all it was. Just neat. But then it got tiring. It was yeah. just exhausting. And then you realize you're like, 
is it actually cool that I'm watching <laughs> when I'm seeing all these other properties? Yeah. When it's really just like a reminder of like, if you haven't watched this, go go buy HBO <laughs> Max so you can watch all six seasons of HBO. <laughs> I mean, of Game of Thrones. I guess so. Or seven seasons or whatever. Right. All right. We better put this one to bed. Let's put it to bed in. Uh, Pack it up in a box. Bury <laughs> it deep. Yeah, that's right. Box it up, put it away. Um, for those of you out here, and if you are not yet currently following us on Twitter, follow us at Close Screening, capital C. We gained two new capital followers. S. So if perfect, and they're people that we don't know personally. Ah, so if if they're not just like a bot that follows, yeah. I hope the, you're listening. I hope you're listening. Um, continue to follow us on all major platforms: Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Overcast. Um, it's all the ones that I know. Um, tune in. We're on, a, we're on a pretty good weekly schedule here. Next week, we'll be doing something. Uh, Suicide Squad will be coming out soon. Okay, there's there's a new movie that... It's called How It Ends. Okay. I don't know. It's it's not getting that good of reviews. Mm, I don't know if I can I, sit through another bad film. <laughs> it's this feel-good apocalyptic comedy. Liz embarks on a hilarious journey through L.A., in hopes of making it to her last party before it all ends. Ugh, I don't know. We don't have to talk about it. Um, tune in as uh, next week as we maybe review this apocalyptic comedy film. Or those two phrases should never be together. <laughs> old, know. old. Oh wait, I don't know. That. I'm not Shyamalan. Come uh, on, brother. I don't know. That trailer left a lot to be desired. Snake Eyes. G.I. Joe Origins (laughs) You know what Out of all the films You just mentioned Snake Eyes does sound The most appealing But that's not saying a lot Maybe I'll do a solo podcast On old (laughs) Honestly We'll see Tune in next week As we find out Whether Zach does a solo podcast On old We'll we'll come at you Next weekend with something Something And thanks for listening